Good morning, everybody, uneducated economist here. So, I realized recently that the video content that I have been putting out wasn't exactly the same as what I had originally intended for this channel. Um, originally for this channel, I intended to have videos that would help us learn and understand what it is that's taken place within the economy. And I realized that a lot of the videos that I've been putting out lately had a lot more opinion involved than actual like understanding of what it is that has taken place within the economy. So I would like to break down the Federal Reserve speech that Jerome Powell had given the other day talking about inflation in the labor market. And a lot of people are now thinking about the Fed pivot. Like they took this whole moving from a three quarter of a percentage point increase to a half a percentage point increase on the Fed funds rate as some kind of like preliminary pivot like the Federal Reserve is now you know changing their stance on monetary policy that is not even the case I've said that the whole time now the Fed funds rate is a target rate it's like they wrote it on the wall saying hey this is what we're shooting for and what that really comes down to is the interbank lending on an overnight basis that's really what the Fed funds rate is is the effective fund rate now the effective fund rate isn't necessarily the overnight lending rate that the big banks do even though it does affect that it's now been moved over to the interest on excess reserves in the repo facility, which is even more complicated to understand. So I don't really want to get into all that as far as like how that operation works. What I would really like to kind of get get people to understand is like why the Federal Reserve is not going to pivot. There's like no sign of it in, in sight anywhere. And now if you go and you read that speech, there's a lot of stuff that is very telling inside of it that that will lead you to believe or not even lead you to believe that explains to you why the Federal Reserve is not going to do this this pivot that a lot of people are anticipating. Like a lot of people say, once the housing market crash, stock market crash, all this other stuff. No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. What it's going to end up doing with is unemployment. And what's really odd to think about is that the Federal Reserve is mandated to do two things. Low and stable prices of 2% inflation and full employment, whatever that means. So these two things are mandated by the Federal Reserve. And when you read this speech, it's very interesting to think about their mandate and what it is that they're doing to try and fix the inflationary scenario, right? Because here's the problem, right? Inflation is high and it needs to come down. Now, raise, uh, let me see here. I wrote down a bunch of stuff and I have terrible handwriting, so I'm here. Uh, raising interest rates will bring down demand in line with the supply. Now, this is something that a lot of people were looking at the Federal Reserve saying they were the reasons why all this took place, why all this inflation is happening. But what we had was a supply chain breakdown. At the same time, we had a stimulus package come out that gave a bunch of demand to the economy. So now as that stimulus package is running out and the supply or the reopening of the economy is bringing supply back in, there's still a major imbalance taking place here where you have more demand than supply. And they go on to talk about this. Now, um, they're going to look to measures or look to the macroeconomic conditions that they think needed, that will be needed to see that they will see to bring inflation down to a 2% inflation over time. And that's something important to think about is that he says that repeatedly over time, 2% inflation over time. They're not going to straight up say it that it's a 2% average inflation rate that they're looking for because up until just recently, I don't know what month it was back when they, when they changed their inflation target 
from a 2% target to a 2% inflation rate over time. And they don't ex exactly explain what that inflation rate over time is. So it really becomes arbitrary to the Federal Reserve on when they feel that they have achieved their 2% inflation over time rate, whatever that is. Okay. So in this, that part is really difficult to try and understand into your strategy, but as we go, you'll kind of hear it a little bit more and you'll probably start, you know, start realizing what it is that they're shooting for. All right. Um, <clears throat> we need to raise rates to a level that is sufficiently restrictive to return to the 2%. And that's, again, something to think about. They have to, you know, they sufficiently restrictive. And they don't know exactly what that is. And they and so that's where, like, this whole idea that the Federal Reserve is going to pivot, they're not, right? They know that there is no way that they can tell what it is or what position they need to be in, but that there's a lag taking place from the time that they lift interest rates to the time it actually impacts the economy. So that's important to also take into the strategy that they're going for a 2% average inflation rate and that there's a lag inside of the time that they lift interest rates to the time it actually impacts the economy. All right. Um, all right. We are trying to, or sorry, we are not sorry. We are tightening the stance of policy in order to solve growth in aggregate demand. Now, that's, again, important to think about, right? Because the supply and demand issue is out of balance. Even though the reopening of the economy and the stimulus has run out, the demand is still higher than the supply. They're trying to kill this demand part of things because they know they're not getting help from the supply. That's it. There's no more help. Okay. Or less help, I guess, is what I should say. I shouldn't say there's no help. Uh, let's see here. Restoring that balance is likely to require... Require a sustained period of below trend growth. Now that is also something for people to think about. It's going to be required that we have a sustained period of below trend growth. Now everybody is anticipating, it's just like, oh, hey man, once the Federal Reserve you know, pivots, we're gonna be game on again. Mm -mm, no, the Federal Reserve is saying it's gonna be a sustained period of below trend growth. Get ready for it. All right, uh, slowing growth from several factors. Uh, they talk about the slowing growth right now that we are experiencing. They come from several factors. Um, one of them is the waning effects of the reopening. Like I said, they, if you look back like six, seven, eight months ago, they were talking about how they were going to get this help from the reopening of the economy. And it simply just didn't come. Like, I mean, you can see it by right now that even by the trucking issue, the rail issue, the port issues over on the East Coast, all this stuff is starting to take place where there's still like, you know, the reopening of the economy did not bring the inflation down like they were anticipating, or at least bring it up to the demand. See, that's the thing. Like, if the supply had met the demand, then there would be no issue right now, right? The Federal Reserve would like, hey, our goal is met, right? no big deal. But that's not what's happening. There's still this imbalance taking place. And so if you think about it, like if the ports and the rails and the trucks and all the other war, you know, all the other stuff, because actually he talks, gosh, I know you slow down. Sorry, guys. Slow down. <laughs> Um, but he says, okay, the reopening of the economy, the pandemic fiscal support, that was the two, right? They, these two did not come together. And then the war and policy tightening. So all these things have started to slow growth, but it's not enough yet. All right. Despite tighter policy and slower growth, and uh, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's see. Slower. Oh, I'm sorry. Despite tighter mon- tighter policy and slower growth inflation, right? Because the inflation is starting to, like, it's not as hot as it once was, but it's still hot, right? Um, slower growth inflation. We have not seen clear progress <clears throat> on slowing inflation. And that's the the key to like everything. Well, that's what's happening here. It's like everybody's like freaking out because inflation is not slowing down. And the Federal Reserve is just like, okay, so we lifted interest rates and the inflation is still kicking, right? So it's a lag period, right? And this is the clear progress that they have not seen yet and that they're looking for. All right, now we're going to move into how they talk about inflation, like how what it is that the Federal Reserve is actually looking at as their metrics to to you know determine what inflation is and a lot of it has to do with um, with three components to it let me see here uh what will it take to get inflation down this is what they talk about bringing it down into three components core goods house services and house services other than housing which <laughs> i like that one uh housing services inflation measures the rise in all rents and the equivalent in rent or in 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 the rise in rental equivalent. So like if you, if whatever the rent would be is if you had been renting your property, if you take in the taxes and the mortgage payment and the maintenance and all that other stuff, what the equivalent would that would be in rent. So that particular inflation is continuing to rise in that they know that there's a lag inside of this stuff. So once you raise interest rates, that in particular inflation is actually going to take some time before you notice when that actually impacts the, uh, that particular rate, the uh, lifting of interest rates impacting the housing uh, housing component of it. So anyway, um, the uh, the better indicator, as far as the leading indicator that they talk about, is new leases, and that's something to think about because I was actually just listening to a video talking about uh, a crashing in commercial property or something like that. I I didn't listen to it all completely, but uh, it was sent to me and I was just re- listening to it on the way into work. And that kind of goes along with these new leases and the falling, um, and how they're falling sharply. Now, let's see here. If, if This is the thing. If this continues, 
then they expect that will eventually bleed into the housing inflation numbers. And then we'll see that next year. And that's what they report inside of that inside of that speech, which I thought was kind of interesting because everybody's talking about when are we going to see the housing market prices really start to impact the housing as a whole. And Federal Reserve is seeing it right here as far as a year from now. Um, I don't know if that's like, you know, a prediction or what, but that's what they're saying here. And, and it was in that speech. Uh, let's see here. So the bigger deal. Now, this is the bigger deal. Core PCE inflation, right? The personal consumption expenditures. And the way the Federal Reserve describes this as healthcare, education, haircuts, and hospitality, right? So this particular indicator is half of the metric that they look at. So this is really the important one. Whatever this is, this is the one that they're going to like have the biggest impact on impact on both inflation, their indicators, everything that's going on in the economy, the personal consumption expenditures is it. Okay. Because wages here, we have this, this is what was in the speech because we, <laughs> sorry guys, I drank way too much coffee. I'm glad you're hanging out with me. If you made it this far, thank you. All right, let's continue on. Uh, because wages make up the largest cost in delivering these services, the labor market holds the key to understanding inflation in this category. Now, think about that again. This is the most important category. And the labor market holds the key to understanding the inflation within this category. Now, that's very important to understand because as we go on, we're going to start realizing that the Federal Reserve is looking for higher unemployment, which is something that they are not mandated to do. They're mandated to maintain full employment, right? But they're also mandated to keep low and stable prices. So if we have a super hot jobs market, what does that mean for the Federal Reserve? Okay, let's continue. Demand for workers far exceeds the supply of available workers and nominal wages have been growing at a pace well above 2% inflation over time. Again, the supply of labor, the demand for labor, in the payment that or the wages that go into labor in order to attract those those workers is now causing the inflation rate over in the core or the personal consumption and expenditures to be beyond the two percent inflation rate over time right so they know it's labor that's the issue right now and as far as like this super hot jobs market being the main reason why we're having this inflation within the pce Restoring balance between supply and demand in the labor force. And this is where they go on. A shortfall of three and a half million workers right now. So there's three and a half million workers that are missing from the labor force. And now this is due to a population growth in, in the lack of the participation rate. Now, a recent Fed research paper mostly has stated that this is mostly due to retirees. <clears throat> and it may account for two million of the three and a half million shortfall. Now I have to think about that because you know you think you know retirees a lot of them will retire and then come back to the workforce and like maybe take a part-time job or something like that. But for the most part, most retirees are done. They're like that's it, I'm out of here. I'm not working anymore. And so it says here the uh, population, the slower growth in working age population, the plunge in immigration. And a surge in deaths make up the other one and a half percent. So, a a, pop, a a slower population growth in workers. Right? There's less workers coming into the market, and at the same time, we have a plunge in immigration. At the same time, we had a bunch of deaths. So, all those things like you're not going to create a bunch of population that's going to come into the economy, into the workforce. Right? Either they're there or they're not. 
And then as far as the plunge in immigration, I don't like, I guess you could open up the borders, but that's not very likely with the mentality of most Americans. They don't like immigration, right? They don't like people coming into this country. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be opinionated on that or anything. I'm just talking about like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people I heard of taking, wanting to take AR-15s down to the border and, and because of a national security issue. Anyway, moving on. Uh, and a surge in deaths. Those people are certainly not coming back to the economy, coming back to the workforce. So that makes up the other one and a half million people. You think about that, that's like people who are not going to be able to just come back to the economy and fill in that gap to, you know, to balance out the supply and demand issue. So that means the Federal Reserve is, have to, is going to have to continue to work on this. Now, something very interesting that they say, their mandate is to have full employment and low and stable prices of around 2% inflation over time, whatever that means. Policy to support labor supply are not the domain of the Fed, which I thought was interesting. Our tools work principally on demand. So they're not there to say, hey, we're going to create an, a, a better policy for, for your labor supply. That's up to the fiscal responsibility. That's up to the, to the government. And he says, although policies would be helpful, it's in, you know, in, in, in the economy itself, he said that would be helpful, but it would be time before those things would be able to actually have an impact on the economy. He says for the near term, a moderation of labor demand growth will be required to restore uh, balance to the labor, excuse me, guys, will restore balance to the labor market. And now this is, uh, this is again, something that I thought was very interesting to think about is that they are really trying to hurt the jobs market, right? A moderation of labor demand growth will be required to restore balance to the labor market. So, right? Supply, demand, or I'm sorry, supply, demand, right? And they want to kill that demand. They want to bring that demand of labor down. Uh, uh, current unemployment sits at 50-year job or 50 year lows and job growth remain far in excess of the pace needed to accommodate population growth of a hundred thousand. So if I remember right in the speech itself, they were talking about 290,000, uh, new jobs coming to the market. And really the, with the population growth we're experiencing right now, they can only handle about a hundred thousand. So there's obviously far too many jobs still within this, within the system and coming into the system in order to bring the, to deal with the, the amount of people there are not in the workforce. Does all that make sense, right? There's still too many jobs. Wage growth has ticked down, but not enough to, con to be consistent or sustainable with a 2% inflation over time. All right, I'm almost done here, guys. Now think about that for just a second. Now it's not consistent or sustainable the wage growth right now. The Fed has got to deal with that. They've got to deal with this wage growth. And that's something that I've been trying to tell people. They're trying to kill your jobs. All right. The timing of moderation is far less significant to the much for, or I'm sorry, to how much further we will need to raise interest rates to control inflation and length of time needed. So this is something that's very critical because I think I been talking about that earlier is that they've went from a three quarter of a point interest rate to a half a point interest rate and people talked about that being a pivot but it's not it's not a matter of them actually moving that that fed funds rate but the length of time that they keep it elevated or keep 
lifting interest rates. That's going to be the more critical part. And they're trying to explain that to people that that's the tool that they're going to use in order to, to kill the unemployment to eventually bring the wage growth down so that it would stop raising the PCE. Right? Says they're all here, right here in the speech. All right. Uh, I'm almost done. Restoring price stability be, will require holding price at a restrictive level. There is no pivot. Require. All right. It is likely to be restrictive for some time and whatever some time is. All right. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know. I got to go to work.